When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon. He's over there, and um, he's in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which we're going to be talking about specifically. I'm in. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. Just remembered who I am. I'm in downtown Pittsburgh, and 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 yeah, you know, give us an update there, Ramon. What's it like? Everyone, I think, I mean, the whole country has seen Hendersonville getting hit by the tornado. Uh, other areas in and around nashville uh you were spared you specifically yeah we were man not just us because i'll I'll give um i'll highlight other cities surrounding us too madison tennessee my mother-in-law lives in springfield tennessee clarksville tennessee was hit the hardest uh hendersonville and gallatin i'm in hendersonville um we were fine uh i think we're about maybe two miles no more than five miles away from it it was so close. I recognized on the news exactly where it was. Uh, we were watching the updates and on our phones, on the TV and everything, man. And um, was a cool thing. I know a lot of people, technology, this technology, that technology saved us and a lot of others. I think this weekend um, that alarm going off specifically at precision, precision, precision tracking with your weather app. Like it gave us, hey, you are in imminent danger. Go seek shelter right now. And wow, man, yeah, no, you want to talk about? You know how the uh, national broadcast system does the update and everything, yeah. DK. The phones were why. blaring. Um, they told us exactly where it was, and they were spot on, DK. You want to talk about scary, man? It, it was all of those things, man. Um, we lost power for a few hours. Nothing crazy on our end, but again, about two miles down the road, uh, me and my family rode through the day. For the first time, actually, my brother-in-law is uh, in the chat with us right now, too, Josh. He said we was out in the basement. We were. We have a crawl space underneath our house. Everybody inside of the house is my family, his family, my mother-in-law, and uh, my wife's cousin that was with us. We all had to go outside and underneath the house, underneath the crawl space. I got pictures of it, of us being underneath the house and everything. DK, um... I know. Uh, I I heard from you minutes after ooh. it happened, and you were like, oh, like no. I mean, you, you got rattled. I know, and I had to be calm. Had to, uh, and I had a plan in my mind too. If y'all ever in that type of weather, um, with that type of stuff can happen, whether it be hurricane, tornado, heck, even those crazy snowstorms that you get up north, have a plan for it because uh, if we didn't, and that tornado had actually tracked the other direction like it was uh it was pretty powerful i think it was a ef2 and an ef3 that hit both like all the counties and if you're not like that's 120 to 150 miles per hour like i saw tree trunks as wide as a friggin uh as as wide as a half a house twisted pulled up out of the ground the light poles were twist like toothpicks like legitimately like seeing stuff dk right here in where i live at in hendersonville that uh is not noticeable um we were fine we were more than blessed man and uh again i see a lot of people saying the the winds are crazy i heard the sounds of it is crazy sounds like a train and what was so crazy about it dk is 
the tornadoes, they said it was about 22 of them that dropped down. The 20, touch. That touched. 22 of them. And the way it looked from where we rode around, there's a house right here that's fine. And then there's a whole block of houses that's knocked down. And you couldn't tell any rhyme or reason how it moves, where it's going. Um, so when everybody I know want to be tough guys, when Mother Nature plays around, <laughs> you can't win that game. It, it made uh, it made you feel small. It really did, DK. Uh, I'll put in there the link. I know my my um, daytime job has a lot of stuff that they're doing. A bunch of people around the community. I personally don't have a foundation for it, but it was um, a lot of people are doing a whole lot of helping and a lot of cleaning up. Man, it's pretty pretty significant. Well, we're gonna do some helping here today too on the Ramon Foster Show uh, for the for the victims of the tornado in in Moan's neighborhood here. Any any contribution that you make yeah. to this show, one hundred percent of it today is going to go to the tornado relief. Uh, we're going to take care of that our, ourselves and get it there. Um, you know, yeah. It, <laughs> it was a uh, real DK. Um, a couple of children passed away from it and everything because we hadn't had any. You know how you're used to snow, DK, where it's like, oh, yeah, we know how to navigate this. I know how to, you know, drive in it. We've, in Tennessee this year, they said, um, had we dropped our guards. We hadn't had any significant crazy weather in four months. You know, you usually have a thunderstorm or some straight line wind or something and like there's, that. And there's flo- there's flooding in in, in, yeah. in that part of Tennessee as well, too. Nashville gets hit with a lot of that. Oh. Uh, but, but a straight-up tornado, uh, for anybody who has not been to Nashville or been around the area here, it's pretty hilly. It is. <laughs> and it you wouldn't you wouldn't look at it and think to yourself – you know, oh yeah, this is where this is a place that can get hit by this. Uh, well, the one we we've had one in my lifetime in Pittsburgh. We'll never have another one. It hit downtown. I was there. It was yeah, the Mount Washington one. Yeah, yeah. went up, up Virginia Avenue, kind of behind, sneaking behind downtown a little bit. Yeah, but but it it did damage, and man, it it, it was freaky. I mean, you just it's just not like like you said. We're small. We're insignificant. You don't even stuff stand happens. a chance. No, okay? no, you are nothing. I saw tree, trees that are probably 150 plus years old. Probably, I'm, I'm just throwing a number out there. But old trees decay with the whole entire roots of the trees were out lifted out of the ground. Imagine yeah. that, you know? Uh, and the crews here are working their, the hardest to get everything up and going, man. My kids were out of school yesterday and today. Um, on top of the fact that I was in Miami for the Monday night game last night. Sure. Too. Yeah. We yeah. can talk about that as well because that was, that was, you know, not to make light of anything else, but that was an event unto itself last night in Miami, to say the least. <laughs> oh, my. Same type so, of stuff that we go through in Pittsburgh, man. Goodness. But yeah, we'll get into it. I'll just put it in the, uh, in the chat real quick. I'll start and we'll save it just to show and prove that, hey, it's going to a specific spot. Let's it's do not, that. Yeah. After let, let, let's let's get to this. We gotta bell, hit this bell too. Let's yeah. Get to yeah this let's, bell. Let's, we can, let's we do can, that. We can do a bell. Yeah. Once again, any contributions? A hundred percent of them. No filter. No. 
costs taken off. So we don't, you know, no, we're not going to make this complicated. One hundred percent of everything that comes into this show uh, today will be going directly to a, a relief fund uh, for the tornado victims in the area and in in, uh, in the Hendersonville, Clarksville. Uh, Nashville and, and those yeah. areas there, it, it hit hard. And of course, where it hit Moan, that, that's that's hitting at home. It did. Closest I've ever been to one in my entire life, DK. Uh, pretty wild, man, to have them phones just blaring and going off like that. Goodness gracious. Yeah, actually, the, the phone thing hadn't occurred to me until you mentioned, you know, because that, that's the modern, uh, you know, old school World War II sirens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in, in in the modern world, it's not just if anybody think is thinks it's just your weather dot com app. It's not your phone goes berserk. It does because of the emergency system, which they'll they'll test. I think they had one just about three four months ago, a national one. Remember everybody was yeah. commenting on it, and uh, this is what it's for. And it does it goes through your uh, your mute your. Uh, do not disturb. It doesn't care. It does it just, not. It starts screaming at you. Yes. Uh, and, and, and good Ideally, that it, does. it It helped. Yeah, I was going to say it helps people and saves lives ultimately. It does. It did on our end, man. Just on a small. I mean, again, everybody's guards were dropped <laughs> when it come down to, you know, saying, oh, we'll be fine. Because we've had warnings and straight line winds and stuff like that. But this one actually hit where I'm at, uh, and it's not just about what we are, but people were just caught off guard. It hit at like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, businesses were still open. And, again, they, they're uh, speculating that about 22 tornadoes touched down across the city. Just Jesus. the perfect matchup. Mashup, DK. Yeah. I, I mean, that... In addition to everything else, that's really nasty to spend that much time touching down. I'm not I'm not some tornado yeah. chaser or expert or anything like that, but that sounds really, really high. And I'm going to say it again. This isn't like in Oklahoma or Iowa where they're used to these things. Uh, not that they yeah. want them either. <laughs> right. uh, but it's, you know, there's a, you saw yourself a lot of actual physical damage, a lot of property damage in, in like you sent me in the text that night is there's going to be some rebuilding it is um and what's even more crazy about it dk is is this man um it hit a, a um power plant area and i think a gas station too and it just lets you know how crazy tornadoes are man in general um it hit whichever one it was i don't know specifically which one it was but it hit and blew up so what's crazy about it blowing up is you had a mushroom go up, DK, and decimates the tornado about two seconds, and then it resets itself again and kept going. I wow. have to send you. It blew up inside the tornado, and they thought that it, you know, would just vanish, and then it reset again. DK, goodness, it, I've never seen that before. I think they said people have speculated if a tornado is ever like super big, can you, you know, use like certain stuff to kind of blow it and make it kind of decimate a little bit. No, nah, this didn't matter. It was the power plant. My brother-in-law said power plant was the one that blew up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, because I, I don't know how big uh, national news this was, uh, you know, in the 24 seven news cycle, everything kind of spins through quickly. Uh, but I, I, I do know that it, it, it made headlines here. 
uh, maybe because we're a little bit closer by than you know some of the bigger markets. But uh, you know, the the tornado that hit the Nashville region, the Nashville metro area, yeah. struck some areas specifically and 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 really got some people. We appreciate everybody uh, chiming in. We are going to talk Steelers today. Yeah, so, we are. Yeah, I mean, as we're this is just you can imagine this is top of mind for the gentleman to my side here. Uh, to say the least, you know, and the reason we were out of pocket too. So again, we can always say when it comes to family and life, there's a lot of other things and put up more important than that. So than football, yeah, we're already getting some amazing contributions here. We again, are. 100%. You have our word for this 100% of whatever it is that you send today on Tuesday, December 12th. Uh, and that includes if you're watching this non live, yeah. okay, anything that you send, uh, on, on Tuesday, we'll December twelfth, we'll go directly uh, to the tornado relief fund uh, in that area. Moan, the Steelers have a football game. I'm told the season is still on. <laughs> confirmed by an inside source, they are still going to go to Indianapolis and play a football game Saturday, and they're going to do so as a seven and a six team facing a seven and six opponent. So why does it feel as if it's just such a such an epic waste of time? You know, saying <laughs> after the way those last two games went in rapid fire succession like that. Well, it's because of the way those last two games went. Uh, the stuff that we've seen the Steelers be able to do, um, they lost at those things. Losing to Arizona drops doubt. Like at least we had the umbrella that. All right, man. Well, it was the NFC team. No, we ain't got no excuse right now. Like, legitimately have no excuse whatsoever for losing that one. And then you come back and lose to the Patriots. And it's also this, too. I've seen a lot of the tone-deaf stuff. I've heard the conversations that have been had by players inside the locker room, outside the locker room. Um, A lot of that stuff has kind of come up. And national news and DKU, all of us talk about the 3-10 and record against Belichick. You can't even beat Belichick when he's down. You can't even beat him when he doesn't have a franchise quarterback. And not only that. It ain't like it was a close game. Like, you got smacked around. Having Juju come back into your city and James Conner back-to-back weekends to where you couldn't not generate a dub. That's horrific. It's it's so bad. And as I, I, I called and told you the one night over the weekend, um, it's, it's worse than it appears on the surface. Uh, this yeah. team's got problems inside the locker room. This team's got, and that's not something I'm going to be able to share here. I'm sorry on the show. Uh, Moan knows what I'm talking about, I who I'm know. talking about, and it is not pretty. You got very solid yeah. um, intel. Very and, yeah. solid. And, 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 and someone that you all would trust if you knew who we were talking about. And it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to bounce back from that, though, Moan, isn't it? What do you do in that situation? I mean, you guys weren't in a whole lot of deep holes in your tenure with the Steelers and, and seven and six still doesn't feel technically like a deep hole when you're no. sitting there sixth in the AFC playoff picture. But what do you do? Do you just say, you just go tunnel vision and just say next game. What do you that's, do? Do you clean it out? Do you scrape all the scabs off? Tell me. That's all you got. Um, It's, it's next one. That's it. But that's the thing though, too. Is your, your idea of a reset was the Patriots game and you did not do those things. Like here's the, to me is, Mitch looked bad. Kenny looked bad. Um, the offense looked like it took a step back. You have no offensive coordinator. You have no end 
goal in sight when it comes down to how you're going to compete. DK, we've given every excuse possible. I'll be honest with you, we have. Not even an excuse, but every reason as to why you've lost. And I think that's the biggest thing, too. It's like they're finding new ways to lose games. You know what I'm saying? Like they're finding new ways to be stagnant when it comes down to how they're operating. What do you do, DK? The first question always starts with the man up top acknowledging like coach time what is it is it that the guys don't hear your message anymore is it you know that your your idea of hiring the next guy as far as coordinator as far as position coaches as far as having analysts when it comes down to how you run your offense and defense and your team maybe it's hey we're maybe we're not a zone blitz team anymore maybe offensively that you know that that style of offense is just dead that we're trying to run Again, we mentioned the quarterbacks. Right now, Kenny can't prove himself, but Mitch is way worse than what we thought he could actually look like. We said that before. Mitch is a gift that gives, and he takes away that much. Like watching the game, like you said to yourself, in the Arizona game, it looked like, hey, this could be something. And then you get too too bold in yourself. There is no philosophy, DK, as far as how to win. We know every way there is to lose. That's the biggest. We know every way there is to lose, DK. But we can't figure out a way how to win. And then it looks undisciplined. You say what you want to about it. Now, I love Coach T to death, but it can't be these things each and every week when you have a Belichick that comes into Pittsburgh and beats you while having Vince's franchise quarterback. Oh, uh, the Patriots couldn't have been in worse shape coming here. They, they, they couldn't. Like, no. Should have buried them and actually, you know, in the tourist and in, in the uh, what is what's the Christmas story where Ralphie's uh, uh, holding on to the uh slide and Santa Claus just put his foot in his face and kicks him down the slide. We expected that to happen in this game against the Patriots, and I just want to harp on that one because that's the one that was at least your measuring stick. They suck, at least you know, on the NFC side, as far as Arizona's concerned. Like, all right, that don't really hurt you as much. Kyler Murray came back. Maybe they're a different team than what they was before Kyler Murray got back in, okay? But the fact that you knew that Mac uh, Brown was benched, Bailey Zappin was starting, they were coming into Pittsburgh, and you still lost, DK? That's when it becomes, all right, I'm going to take these off. Whatever you said no longer matters. I can't hear you right now, DK. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to come up with, and I usually do, Moan. I, I try to come up with at least potential solutions, ideas for solutions, and I'm, I'm sitting here as a blank slate right now. I really yeah. am. Yeah. Um, and I could throw on top of it that I don't like the quarterback situation. I really don't like that T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith are both in concussion protocol. Uh, I, I've got, I, I've got issues with this team. This team has issues with this team, infinitely more important. And I, I'm not sure where it goes. I, I feel like, I feel like something significant needs to change. And I don't know how that changes without a change at head coach. Oh, top. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, that's not being mean. That's not being you know, ah, this guy, that guy, whatever else. It, it's just, I, I don't see another way out. I mean, how, do you tell me how this team just all of a sudden going to show up in Indianapolis 
and just play lights out and look like a well-oiled machine. How does that happen, Mo? With Gardner Minshew, and you just got beat by Bailey Zappi? Yeah. Here's the other Gardner side. Minshew's an actual quarterback. He has know? an actual quarterback. We we had this written down from last week. and we're That's right. We, we have this as much as we're talking. Okay. For anybody um, who can't read that, it says, "How long is Coach? T- how long does Coach T want to hang on?" That was written down here on the show last Friday, and the intent was to talk about it before the the tornado hit uh, Moan's area over the weekend. Uh, it's uh, it's a good subject, and it's legit. I mean, how long does he want to hang on? Does this circumstance change anything right now? It uh, it has to, DK. Um. As as much as I want to give um, a conversation to, hey, they're young. Hey, they don't have their quarterback. Hey, um, this is a new territory for this group. Uh, what is this, two years removed from being a three? Two, three? This is the second. Second remove. And we hadn't seen much of a response from this team actually, you know, pulling up his bootstraps and going in a different direction. The picks have been somewhat hit and miss. Um, the quarterback specifically, I think, is going to be a, a miss, in my opinion. Um, when you look at the offensive line, it's issues there, problematic there. And here's the thing, too. Screw it, DK. We might as well just go ahead and start going into a couple of, you know, the hey moan stuff that we've seen. Joseph Arroyo, real quick, said, Big Ben and Troy said the Steelaways are gone. They need to go back to them. There is a lot of that, too, the change. Uh, the carryover of veteran guys being around, like there is an aspect of where you can just yell so much that you just like, you know what, screw it. It's much more of them than it is of us. It's much more of those young guys and guys that just want to do their own thing. I saw a quote this weekend about George Pickens, you know, the complaining and and just spouting and just temper tantrum on the sideline. There's absolutely nobody there to rein it in. And as much as you guys, DK, ask about George Pickens, why do we continually have to ask about George Pickens on the sideline? We played with one of the – I played with some dudes that absolutely craved the ball. And you know what I'm saying, DK? And there was mm-hmm. at least a group or a standard that said, hey, man, you're going to get yours. It's all about the team. There's nobody there, DK, to actually point this group in the right direction and say, hey, man. It's about winning. You're going to get yours because here's the thing. It's fair that George demands the ball like that. How can you not give him the ball? Why does the offense look stagnant and upside down when it comes down to operating in a way, DK, that says he is one of the better young wide receivers in the world and he has zero way of looking like it. Deontay, the same conversation. When it jumps down, shout out to Jay Freeman, shout out to everybody. When When it jumps down to everybody being the playmaker that you need them to be, there's absolutely been nobody been elevated. As much as we like Broderick Jones, we're more excited about him than almost everybody else. Is it flagrant that Kenny Pickett is very questionable about him being the franchise quarterback? But it's also even more fragrant, DK, that we keep having more of these inside the locker room conversations come out of that locker room. It's deeper than just coaching. It's deeper than just, hey, it's going to handle itself. Cam and TJ and Alex and Minka can only do so much. You're dealing with a team right now that has zero identity offensively, DK. If you're joining us late, and I'm seeing some people asking what we're doing with these, with, with the, the, the contributions and so forth, 
Uh, the Nashville area, the Nashville metro area was hit by tornadoes right right in the heart of including Hendersonville, uh, where Ramon lives. Uh, all of everybody related to the Foster family is fine. Uh, a lot weren't. And what we've decided we're going to do with today's show is take up contributions, 100% of which will go directly to the Tornado Relief Fund in that area. Uh, Jay Freeman comes in with $200. Uh, Jay Freeman never ceases to amaze. This is totaling up. Uh, we don't have an actual figure here. No. Maybe Ryan Ryan Lytle, I think, has been tracking it for us remotely. Uh, if If Ryan can send us a total... Uh, I actually don't even know how to get that on this mechanism. <laughs> but, but Ryan Lytle is seeing it somewhere, and, and we can tabulate those. I believe we're up into the $700 range already. Um, I can promise you, and, and, and Moan can back me on this, that's going to make a difference. It will. Um, that's that's the kind of thing that makes a difference in these situations. With the holiday season right around the corner, so like people did lose their houses, and um, people are displaced. Like kids will be without, parents will be without. It ain't even about it's, the giving. It's it's Christmas too. Okay, so there's also temporary issues yeah. that have to be addressed. You know, like where are you going to be for the insurance? Doesn't take care of everything, and when insurance does eventually come in. It's eventually. It's not fast. Yeah. Uh, the, the next time insurance reacts quickly to a natural disaster, will be the first. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some hay moan. We are. We are. We are. And 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 have this conversation. We keep going away from it, DK. We're uh, gonna. We're st- we're starting on it, but let's do that when we come back. Yes, let's do that one. All right. That's the only segment that matters, DK. And that's that's hay moan. <laughs> it is. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Yeah, when AB is calling you out, you may be a problem. <laughs> yeah, AB is starting to have his fun at George's expense. He is, and you know what? That I mean, maybe that makes a difference in a positive way. You know, if you, maybe if you're George and you go, really, jeez, maybe <laughs> I am doing something wrong here. I couldn't tell if that was uh, what is that Chat GPT, whatever it is that wrote that oh, statement or whatever cute. it was. Um, but it was spot on. It was, um, he ain't lying. Say what you want to about AB. We talked about, hey, so who are some people that are very smart when it comes down to football? When it came to football, you wanted him on the field all the time. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. And he was a baby too. Heck, he'd freak out on people in Latrobe he the did. first week when he wasn't getting the ball. No. First week, he'd start throwing fits. Mm hmm. And, and George is supposed to want the ball. Deontay is supposed to want the ball and celebrate when he scored, too. I saw people, you know, having that conversation about Deontay. Oh, are you celebrating when you score? Um, Pat Frymuth is supposed to demand the football. And I think we all have an expectation also of what still a football is supposed to look like. DK, it's it's been a while, I know, for this fan base since I've been here to deal with this type of stuff. And I think. Not even Cowher at the end, though, was washed in a sense. Cowher had family issues that he had to handle. Yep. He got his ring, and he he took care of all things football-related before having to 
he ended up losing his wife, you know, and, and having to settle into a different life, essentially what Cowher had to go to. Uh, I'm going to bring this up. because I, I want to go ahead and touch in on it real quick, DK, because a lot of people are having that conversation. I'm not suggesting Coach Tomlin get fired. I'm not suggesting, hey, man, hey, it's time. But the conversation should definitely be sparked. If you are inadequate at your job, DK, yeah, um, it's okay you, for criticism. You want to keep it. That, yeah. That's the question. Does he want to keep it? I mean, you know the man, Moan. What do you What do you feel there? So that's what we are. I've had people in the media on the national side of it, DK, say, you know, as soon as he's done, he's going right to the booth. You know, and that's speculation or the idea that he can make, man, $15 million a year by doing that, you know, those big networks the night before the games or the day of the game and stuff like that. There is an opportunity for him. Uh, it's been documented because he's on social media. All his kids are in college or about to graduate. The game does change. I can admit me in year one was way different than year nine, 10, and 11 for myself. My mindset was a little different. My reach was a little different. I would pass the messages to the young guys and say, hey, go rap with him about this, man. Like, I know, like, your communication with him is different from mine. As far as how long Coach T wants to hang on, that's the question that we're asking right now, DK. I think it's set up for him if he wants to walk out. I don't think anybody have any, man, you suck, or, hey, man, they they booted you out. Right. I do think people run their um, – it, it just runs dry at times. Now, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team this year, and it won't be one next year, too. Does he want to see a real rebuild all the way through? Because here's the thing, too. If he does, it honestly also means you might have to go get another quarterback. And I don't know if you could want to go through another quarterback situation. Yeah, that's rebuild 1.5. I know. You know? So that's two and, and, of them. Yeah, and you're talking about almost unquestionably a new offensive coordinator. Why why do this with the same head coach when these have been the results now steadily since since 20, 2018, really? Seen okay. Uh why? That's the part where I I think you know, Art Rooney is he, he's not he's not old, but he's no. not young either. And his next big move as chairman of the board, as the controlling owner of this franchise, will be his first. Okay, Dan Rooney's had his had his moments where Dan had to come in and step in. And I know that's a lot of the banter now. He's not his old man. His old man would have had this take care. We don't know that. What we do know is that Dan had his moments. Yeah. And yeah. that Art has yet to have one. I don't consider, you know, sending Bruce Arians out and bringing in Todd Haley to be some major move on the part of ownership. Okay, uh, but I do look at I, I do look at this situation and wonder what is your alternate route? What is your, you know, if you know that your head coach isn't bringing in the best coordinators because he wants to keep his thumb over them, what's your way out of that without changing head coaches? So here's been the philosophy, and I know a lot of people have kind of brought this stuff up. It's two types of coaches um, that are in this league, and this is just speculation of what people think, okay? But it's coaches that hire because they look to elevate and have a, a tree of coaches. Uh, Tony Dungy's that way. Uh, Andy Reid's that way. Shanahan has a tree. Um, if you look at it, Coach Tomlin doesn't really have a deep tree as far as coaches. He doesn't have any tree. 
as I put it in, I put it in a column the other day, he doesn't even have fungi on a mushroom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and so the other coach is this, the one that will hire coaches who are a little bit less than, because at the end of the day, you know, you can fire them and you have job security. That's two types of coaches. Look at them. They're around the league. Um, and it happens from time to time. I think coach Tomlin's <clears throat> reluctancy at time to hire outside to hire that young Thundercat of an offensive coordinator to always promote from within. Right. I don't know where he got that method from, but it seems to be a little dated. Just a bit. That's, that's just the honest truth in it. The, yeah. the fear that your, your, uh, your, your underling takes over your job. Every, nobody wants to give up that job. How long Coach T wants to hang on? I think it's until the, the voices get a little bit louder. The cries, the need for a standard DK is lost what's the standard right now there isn't much of one i'll tell you this i think he i think he would not want to be in the position that matt canada was in and canada was we said this at the time canada was shielding him from a lot meaning in the media in public okay now there's no canada and when they go to and when they're angry at akershire stadium and they might be lucky that they've only got one more game there this year uh, they're not going to be chanting to fire Mike Sullivan or, There's some know, more excuses. or Eddie Faulkner or whatever. Uh, they're not now. They're not even going to start their Mason Rudolph chant since he's made it public and very what? very clear that he's not going to be replacing Mitch Trubisky. So who's left? You think he wants to be in a situation where he gave 17 years here and he's getting booed in his home no. stadium? No. Absolutely. That's like Ben getting booed, you know, and not just for a three or five interception type of game. I don't think Ben ever had that, but that's the point of it all. DK, everybody has a pushing, have a threshold. My, my, my other question is where's, uh, where's Mr. Rooney's where, what's his threshold when it comes down to coaches? I, I think the threshold when it comes to Rooney has to be not related to coaches. It just has to be related to the state of the football team. Wins. Okay. Well, yes and no. I mean, because that's been seven. Yeah. I mean, that was that. I think they were hiding behind the wins, if that makes any sense. Okay. All these problems were being buried underneath all these W's. Yeah. And the performance, the overall behavior and conduct, and all of the other measurable in in, in t- tangibles and intangibles were crap yeah okay Man. with the, the exception maybe of Cincinnati, this the game in cincinnati that's fair you can drink the kool-aid for a certain amount of time before it gets oh i'm gonna take that guy's comment right there down right there and go to one with uh mike jones here we can put it back up later i don't know who the heck that dude is dk uh but mike jones goes i think he needs to get cam a ring that's so easy to say Gosh. Hold on, let me finish it. Let me finish it. Let me finish it. And just say he's stepping away from the game for family. Take a year off and move to the booth. But I don't think he's ready to leave football just yet. That last part of it, though, DK, I think it's so real. I I, I think it's trying to find the answers to a test you haven't studied for. Because this is new territory for Coach Tomlin. It ain't, I don't want to live on the fact that Cowers players or this and that. We made it to the Super Bowl without Cowers players. We didn't win it. Well, we made it to it. He understand what it takes. But we also had a huge, just a huge veteran squad 
the understanding of what Steeler football was. And I do think we've somewhat gotten away from it, DK, even if they continue to win games down the stretch. Mike Jones, I'm here to tell you, if it was just that easy to say, let's go win him a ring and he can bow out, boy, I'd have loved to have been on one of those teams and have you as somebody to set those same things because that is a hard task to do. And we're so far from competing with that right now for one of those sticking Lombardis that it ain't even funny, which is where you say the last portion of your, your comment was is, I don't think he's ready to leave. I don't think he's ready to leave, Coach Tom. You can't, you're going to have to like peel him off the, the, the gridiron is the way I feel, which is why I also ask the next question, what will it take for Mr. Rooney to come to that decision? I think it's more about that, DK, than it is Coach Tomlin saying, all right, I bow out. I can't see him doing that. I know there is life after football for him. He can easily go be an analyst, DK, or be a head oh, coach he, at he another could, place. Yeah, he could pretty much – I don't say this about everybody. Those jobs are not as easy as they might appear. Uh, he could roll out of bed and do that. Easy. Okay, he just by doing nothing other than being himself, and then you teach him, this is camera one, this is camera two, and this is camera three. When you see the little red light on top of one, speak in that direction. Okay, you're good, coach. Here we go. Uh, I don't think it'll be any more difficult than that for him. Um, it's uh, I, I just have to I, I have to interject here because we have so many contributions oh coming in. It for anybody is. who doesn't know what this is all about, if you came in late, and for those of you who've been here, I apologize for the repetition because it's going to look unusual and we don't have a way of explaining it otherwise. <laughs> the tornado uh, that that hit the Nashville metro area affected a lot of lives. People lost homes. Uh, a couple of uh, youngsters. Uh, most tragically lost their lives. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding there. It made it right through Moan's neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, everybody with Moan's family, uh, both uh, immediate and and, uh, and and secondary, are all are all fine. But not everybody there was uh, you know, spared the the damage. And what we're doing here is we're doing a collection on that we're going to turn in on behalf of the Ramon Foster Show to uh, the fund. The, the, the relief fund that's been put into play here. And I'm going to start, I, mean, I, I I haven't been mentioning a whole lot of names here because they're coming in too quickly and that they would be are. all we're doing on the show. And that's appreciated in and of itself here. Uh, this gentleman came in with a, <laughs> a, a pretty nice gesture of his own considering that his house was spared uh, and everybody, but you know what? You take care of your own neighborhood. You do. Okay. You know, you live there, you care for the people around you, and eventually all that good karma comes back to you. Uh, you know, we we have them coming in from 50. We have them coming in. Don and comes in with 100. Uh, our, 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 our longtime friend, Casey Kester, comes in with 100. Uh, no surprise since she just showed up here that Rochelle was going yeah. to drop 100. Uh, Andrew's at Andrew comes in with with fifty. They all make a difference from one ninety nine. We understand that not everybody's uh, coming with the same means. Ryan Lytle, who's in addition to tracking these these donations for us, uh, just came in with a two fifty. Yeah, uh, to help his fellow Tennesseans. Yeah, Ryan lives there. He he paid us a visit up here in Pittsburgh recently. He did great, great to have him. Spent the whole day up there with us. <laughs> he did, man. And some are doubling back. Jay Freeman came in with a with a dub and then came back with another two. Rochelle just dropped 275 in here. But it's not even just that. We got pounds coming in from Carrie, Brandon, Brian, Kevin, 
uh, domestic creations. You guys are all over the board with it again. I don't care how much it is. All of this will go to this mm-hmm. community and surrounding areas because running water, clothes, it's wintertime. Holiday season coming up. It's Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas. Um, and there's there's temporary things to deal with, too. So if if all we're able to pull off here is that somebody can have a decent Christmas uh, out of all this, that would be okay, too, here. Uh, Rochelle is actually apologizing, if you can believe that. She says, I came late, so I didn't know. Prayers up. Yeah, that's 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 on me. I, I wasn't going to, I don't want to yeah. have to, you know, say it whatever several times and whatever, you know, because we do want to talk about football today as well. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a, a number here. That's going to, that's going to tell everybody what we have, not only today during the live show, but again, if you're watching this later, don't feel like you missed out. Right. Okay. This is going to run anything at all that arrives here to us on Tuesday, December 12th will go toward that cost. So the full total number we won't have for you until tomorrow. All you're going to hear is what we have when it came through uh, on the live show. Um, You know, Moan, I I hate to say this, but it's almost a relief to talk about something else. Um, It's not the Steelers. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's not easy to come up with subject matters. It's not easy because Again, you don't have these these solutions. I, I want to ask you. I got a good one if you want to. Go ahead, though. I, I just want to ask because I've been meaning to ever since last night. I saw you on the sideline there last night in Miami, uh, you know, working for the Titans and, and on, on, as part of their crew down there. And you're down there for magic. Yeah. Okay. Anybody who didn't see the game last night, the Titans were down 14 points with less than three minutes right after Frank Wycheck passed away. If you don't know what that means, if you don't know what the Music City Miracle means to the people of Tennessee, uh, and then to have the state hit by this tragedy this week, and to lose uh, Frank Wycheck, who was one of the co-authors of the Music City Miracle, still the greatest comeback I've ever seen in my life. Okay? Um, And to have the Titans come back from 14 points down... And to have Will Levis, uh, the franchise quarterback, did you you see him? I saw it. Lost his mind in a positive way. Was just I, you know, to see a a rookie like that. What I mean, they they, what a scene. Tell me about it, DK. It was phenomenal to see. One, the love that outpoured for for um, Frank Wachek was insane. I remember when the Titans came here. Number eighty nine, Frank Wachek was a part of that. Like, we didn't have a pro team. Everybody, which is why there's a big blend you'll see on here from Titans fans and Steelers fans, Cowboy fans and Titans fans, uh, 49ers fans and Titans fans. Like, there's a bunch of intermediate fans between the two. But I remember when Frank Wachek and Javon Curse and Eddie George and Steve McNair came here to the state, to the city from Houston and big what that meant. Big deal, yeah. Big old deal, right, DK? And he was – he played the game the old school way – he was a huge. He's he's a he's a a, a pillar he's as heat. far as the Titans. He's Heath. He's there we go. He's Heath Miller. That's it. And we Frank Wojcik was Heath Miller. We had some of his form. We had one of his former teammates come on too. And this is I'll get here and then I'm gonna go back to the point of it all too. We speak about the the mental health of guys. Frank was documented. He talked about it openly about how he felt his head trauma was and everything too. And we as players sometimes we joke about with a lot of stuff. And one of his former teammates. 
uh, and I've worked with him at the station, Brad Hopkins. You know Brad Hopkins, the tackle. Played mm-hmm. for the Oilers and Titans, man. He came on very somersome on uh, Monday, DK. And he was just like, man, I hate as a teammate, we didn't take what he said and how he felt serious. He said that was my only regret. When the we CTE. Talk, the CTE. He said when we spoke about that, we joked, oh, look at Frank. He plays the game the hard way. What are you, a doofus? Those and, and I heard it in his voice, the regret of not understanding what his teammate was going through. Kind of the way these victims here in Tennessee are going through this tornado stuff. But hearing him and having teammates we hear fall off the wagon a little bit uh, was very fascinating from his perspective in hindsight. He said that was his only regret was he didn't take ownership of how his friend felt. And I thought that was very unique because the impact of how he made people feel, DK, was the Mm -hmm. only thing we heard on the radio when we were doing his tribute was, man, he was a great guy. He made me feel this way. I met him and he made me feel this way. And going to Miami, playing against that team on Monday Night Football when they were a double-digit underdog, watching that team be resilient, watching a young rookie quarterback and Will Levis who dropped out of the first round um, with a coach that's a hard-ass and Coach Rabel (laughs) that's trying to earn the respect of being an NFL pro, pull his team out, DK, and win. Whether you say Miami was banged up and hurt, he still went on primetime and won. DK, it was... I hadn't seen anything like that against a real good team uh, from us in a while as far as the Steelers go. And I I even jumped out and said this. Hmm. I I said this. This may be a a different conversation down the line, DK. I said this about Kenny Pickett. I mean, about Will Levis. Yeah. I feel better about Will Levis' pro career from what I've seen in seven starts than I do about Kenny Pickett. Oh, I, I don't even know that this is close. The, the the thing that I that I see, I mean, Will Levis has a big ass NFL arm, okay? cannon, and to see him and to see him, I, I'm going to get back to that emotion again. And it's not that like we haven't seen emotion from you know Kenny Pickett or others here, but what we still haven't seen from Kenny, and I don't believe that 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 last minute win over in Baltimore last year really rose up to that. You know what I'm talking about? He scrambled to his left and and connected with Najee Harris. We haven't seen that breakthrough moment. Okay. And that was, you know how we all do that. We think of things in a Pittsburgh centric way. Yeah. You're watching that and you understand what the moment means to, to, to Nashville and to that franchise last night. It was a moment, but this team hasn't had a moment in a long time okay and moments are made from they're made from a great character they're made from great camaraderie but they're also made from talent damn it okay and i'm looking at will levis i'm looking at the quality of the plays that he made when they got close to the goal line moan he was moving to his left and right and he was finding dudes and and running when he had to and it's it's different I, I never try to blame my two shows, my morning show with this show. Ever. Yeah, I know. Okay? I brought it up. No, no, I, I know. everybody to know that. But, yeah. but there are certain parallels I was moved by it. That, that we can talk about. I've seen Will Levis stick in the pocket, deliver balls with his feet first before his arm. Yes. I, I've seen him eyes down the field where there's a guy reaching around him. Uh, Bradley Chubb last night was probably this close. I'm talking about three inches from swiping the ball, but his technique was ball high and tight, both arms around the football, and he stepped up real quick and delivered the ball for a touchdown, DK. 
I've seen him not get scattered in the pocket. Now, I've also seen Will Levis run and hit DBs and linebackers with his shoulder. But I'll tell you this, his size and durability and that spunk and fight, DK, you know that you can live and, and build with that. You can build around a guy like that. We've seen Kenny do those superhero type of things, and then he's injured, and then he's out. Or, or ineffective, just or flat ineffective. out ineffective out of nowhere. And, and you know, it, it, it hurts the Steelers immeasurably. And it, it hurts does. Kenny immeasurably that he's not going to be available for a while. If he comes back for the final couple of games, then it's going to be well. He was rusty, and you're not you're still not going to have a a, a real feel. No. Here, here, this was Kenny's performance over a full season. Other than to say that not only did he get him, not only did he get hurt, but he might have gotten himself hurt. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of his style of play, because he kept fleeing the pocket. And I just I, I look at some of these guys like Levis, and he's not alone. I mean, we've talked about CJ Stroud. C.J. Stroud looks like he's been in the league for 10 years. He does. The way Jalen Hurts jumped in quick. Think yeah. about him. Well, Hurts took a, Hertz had a little bit of a transition. I, I mean, but the way he moved, like, from year one to year two, DK. Yes, yes, that. Yeah. And, and but that's, this is Stroud just came, he just came in and set his diploma down at his stall and went out and played. And also told y'all, I'm here to play football. Screw that, yeah. that, that, that cognizant test that they said I needed to pass. I'm here to play football. And that's the thing that I think bothers me more about Kenny to where we're speaking about this again, how long the coach Tomlin wants to hang on. It goes back to, again, where are you when it comes down to your quarterback world? I don't think the Steelers in a great quarterback world. They're more closer to drafting a new guy than they are building with Kenny Pickett at this point. I'm glad to be wrong next year. If he turns on and he's frigging Patrick Mahomes, but we hadn't even seen a stretch of games where Patrick Mahomes has come out of Kenny Pickett's arm. Like, that's the difference right there. At least I can say this last last week, the Titans lost in overtime to the Colts, okay? In overtime to the Colts with a rookie left tackle, a rookie left guard, um, all of the rookies primarily playing on offense, and them trying to find their identity with a new first-year offensive coordinator, and they're hanging on and fighting. This group lost to Bailey Zappi at home to Pittsburgh in a freaking two and eight on the season. That's the difference that we're talking about. So when it comes down to how long did Coach T want to oh hang on, God. how much can you stomach? It ain't even his decision at this point. It's almost like, Coach, I love you, but we tried it with the new regime. You, we got you the players that you said. Omar and you have communicated in an amazing way to get you guys where you at. You hadn't been overly plagued by injury. You've won some tough games. But the progress that we need as a squad, I don't think we've seen that progress this year. Is he do one mulligan? That's the only other question we have. Is, is the one mulligan? This it? Wasn't this it? I'm talking about That's this the question is, that I have. If this is the one year that he gets that mulligan and he's back next is year. It, is it a year, though? I mean, has, I, I'm going to yeah. say again here that the final years of Ben Roethlisberger weren't exactly handled masterfully. Yeah. Okay, and and they don't just not count because Ben faded off. Okay, teams have won a Super Bowl with a forty-four-year-old quarterback now. Okay, <laughs> uh, Ben wasn't great, certainly not early in games in his final couple of seasons, but he also was still Ben at times, especially yeah, late and in the fourth quarter. You still had yourself a Hall of Fame quarterback 
managing the offense and and getting some things done. You didn't do anything. I mean, other than the eleven and zero weird, that was cold. Start. Heck, more people miss on draft picks that year too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't want to take away from that team either. Eleven and zero in the NFL is eleven and zero, regardless of how many people were on you know this COVID list or that COVID list. But that was it. That's as that's as close as anybody's come. This this franchise has come to any kind of achievement in the last five six years. <laughs> The, the other thing, Alan Collins uh, put that up, DK. He put, Simone, you're making me a little sick. And I know this, like, in a joking way. I hope so anyway. But, like, I'm going to put this up. Just, Simone, you're making me a little sick. And here's the thing, too. DK, the reality of it, and we can speak on this just a little bit. It ain't no promise that the guy behind Coach Tomlin, whenever that is, is promised it's to be your savior be anyway. Yeah, you don't know that. It's a dice yeah. roll. I mean, there's a lot of different ways of looking at it. One thing I, I do want to bring up with you today, by the way, we, we've done a just a terrible job of, uh, of, of, of getting into certain things specifically. Uh, oh, I just lapsed out here because I saw that the – I got an alert here that the NFL and the NFLPA are both reviewing how and when T.J. Watt entered the concussion protocol. Really suspicious on the Steelers' part. Oh, no. uh, the fact that he was fitted for a visor – after getting his bell rung, very clearly getting his bell rung earlier in the game means somebody knew something. Tint advisor. Yeah. Okay. And that means they knew something. Uh, that's not a great look on the entire operation, but that ultimately reflects on Tomlin as well. Uh, Tomlin denied knowing anything about the visor. Uh, but I said at the time, man, this is going to blow up. That's and one of those now- things in desperate measures moments, DK. You knew you needed that win. So you knew a player like TJ Wood, so he did. Oh yeah, and you TJ allowed would, it. If you if he was unconscious, he would have wanted you to roll him out there. Uh, I see. Uh, Spreza Spreza says smelling salts. Yeah, again, you got to protect the players from each other too, um, and themselves, and themselves. Uh, so yeah. Uh, here's here's a, what I was gonna go ahead. This go is ahead. what I was gonna. This is what I was gonna bring up here before I, this alert here uh, <laughs> threw me off. Jake Laser is Mike Tomlin's only trusted media person, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Uh, Jake Laser of Fox Sports. Yeah, I don't. They're friends. Uh, they they hook up together, and Tomlin makes no secret of this. When Glazer comes to camp, you've this seen guy. it. On, that's his guy. He's he's riding around in a cart with him. Uh, now. You're gonna think, well, he's be jealous. I don't want to ride in a cart with the head coach. <laughs> but where Glazer is concerned, the one thing that I've learned over the years is that when you hear Glazer say something about Tomlin or about the Steelers, it came from Tomlin. Okay, almost without fail, two and two add up to four when this occurs. <laughs> Glazer said that he thinks that the Steelers ought to look into making a trade with Washington that would involve Tomlin. Okay. He said that? Today. Where is Coach Tomlin from? Mm-hmm. Bur- Virginia? Washington? Right area. Maryland? Yeah, it's, the it's, DMV? It's, it's commander's territory. The DMV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, now the, and, and it's not like the commanders have been, have been coached really well for Everybody a while. Everybody wants to go home. Everybody wants to go home. Everybody, And I, I believe that Tomlin has football left in him. I do too. And if you're the Steelers, why fire somebody 
when you can get yourself a couple of really good draft picks for him. And that's the way these head coaches go. If you look at what the the going first rate round. is, you know, look at John, look at um, in, in Denver, uh, Sean Payton. Oh, Sean Payton, first round. Might, might be coach of the year in the NFL. Yeah. First round and a swap of second rounders is what the Saints got for that. Uh, that's wow. But that coming from Glazer. Wow. And that that that's that might as well be Tomlin getting caught spray painting it on the top of Mount Washington here. Yeah. Uh, it's just like here in this Nashville market, if Diana Rossini says something, there's speculation that it was told by Vrabel. It's right by Vrabel. Yeah, because there's a relationship that goes back to Vrabel's uh playing days yep. in New England. And, Glazer and said things, that? Glazer said that. It's, that it's, it, it's, it's the biggest news of the day, and yet it's not news at all. It's funny how that works, huh? No, that's you, big time. You have, to know how to, you have to know how to be able to filter some of these reports. I've been doing this a long time. And anytime anybody will report something that people close to Tomlin, no, no, no there's no people. There's person. <laughs> okay? God, he's from it, – it's relatable. It's plausible, right? that that's the conversation and Pittsburgh tidy. I don't think that's you're trading a coach for a coach. I think you're trading a coach for draft picks. Rivera's just out. You don't get Rivera for Tomlin. I think you get Tomlin for draft picks. If that's like, that's the clarity on that one right there. Yeah. It's uh, Ooh, wow. We've that. had, we've had uh, quite a day on the Ramon Foster show here. Uh, I, I, if I missed you along the way, uh, in terms of contributing to the relief, the tornado relief fund in the Nashville metro region, uh, I apologize for that. Uh, we're going to try here on this final break. Here, I see the boss is coming back to her her seat. There, we're going to try to get a total here of what we've gotten so far during the live show. Uh, Ryan Lytle, if you're if you're still there with us, if you can do your own tabulation, it would be much appreciated, and we'll put that up on the screen uh, as well. So, yeah, let's let's call this one a day, Moan. We're just about at the one hour point. Yeah, we are, man. Um, I gotta go pick up my son here in a little bit too. Again, right. e- everybody, like, legitimately, thank you all for the donations. This will be passed to the very last cent to the victims of uh, these tornadoes and these tragic events here in Tennessee. I will be also donating myself, man. My wife will talk about that here. Uh, we've all I've already put in just as you guys do. Again. Uh, I like to think DK we're somewhat of a community now. Like this show does its own little thing when it comes down to how he operated. Uh, so I, I'm not going to lie. I, I had no doubt that that we would have a, a heavy response. I'm also not going to lie about this. I had no idea it would be like this. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is this is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you guys have gone uh, above and beyond, and we're going to follow through on it. Uh, again, on tomorrow's show, we're going to let you know how the tabulation went up through the recorded version of this program. Uh, and then, you know, what we ended up with and then how we're going to take care of it all. No doubt. So First uh, round pick for head coach. You dropped a, a, a bomb on me right there, DK. Yeah, I'm like the gap band. You are. <laughs> God, Does anybody please. get that? Did yeah. anybody you get the gap the band? Yeah, oh, no, I he's going to sing. No, baby. <laughs> I know that song. I don't want to get clipped by YouTube by putting uh, musical rights out, DK. So I stopped saying the whole song. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All oh. right. We'll see everybody after we uh, we we uh, come back here. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs>
Yeah, here I'm. I'm asking the boss now for the any any close tabulation. Yeah, uh, somebody just came in a second.